Why do teenagers sometimes suddenly and unexpectedly become irrational, uncommunicative and emotional? If you're a parent of a teenager, you may often wonder what happened to that even-tempered, happy and well-behaved child who you've been caring for and for protecting, protecting for more than a decade. Who is this person who you don't seem to know, who's no longer a child, but not yet an adult either? Your child is changing, trying to figure themselves out. Their brain and bodies are undergoing extensive reorganisation. Their inexplicable habits, unprompted emotional outbursts, risky irrational behaviour, addiction to social media, inability to get up in the morning are not their fault. In large part, they are due to their underdeveloped and disconnected brain. of Better Brain, Better You, where we're cultivating healthy brains and mental wellness at every stage of life, from troubled teens to older adults. I'm your host, Dr. Ben Webb. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. I'm really pleased you could make it. So today I want to discuss the huge changes that happen to the brains of teenagers during adolescence and how these changes explain many of their habits and their behaviours. But before we get started, I want to give you a free mini course on the teenage brain. This course is designed to increase your understanding and awareness of teenage habits and their emotional needs and how these are connected to their brain. It's completely free and you can sign up for the course at ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash teenage brain sales page. That's ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash teenage brain sales page. Okay. Adolescence can be both perplexing and amazing. It happens between 12 and 24 years old. Your brain is still developing up until your mid-twenties, so you don't actually achieve full maturity until that time in your life. And there are many myths about this time of your life, which science has proven not to be true. The first, and perhaps the most pervasive, is that raging hormones are what drive extreme teenage behaviours. But actually, this turns out not to be true. Hormones, it's true to say, are elevated during adolescence, but it's actually the way the brain reacts to the hormones and the fact the brain is still undergoing huge developmental changes that drive teenage behaviour and habits. And the second myth is, you often hear that teenagers are just immature and just need to grow up. Well, this is a rather restrictive view of the adolescent years and suggests that teenagers should be just trying to survive this period. Actually, the teenage years is really a period that you want to encourage teenagers to thrive, to test the boundaries, to explore the world, at least when we're not in a pandemic, to develop their individual character that's going to form the basis of their personality when they reach adulthood. And a final myth that's often expressed is that children should really move from dependence on their parents and be completely independent as quickly as they possibly can. Well, again, This is a rather restrictive view and doesn't really appreciate the importance of the relationship between parents and children during this period. Teenagers have huge amounts to benefit from from parents and their relationship with them is incredibly important in shaping their future adult self. And typically, teenage behaviours that are often characterised as extreme irrational behaviours are actually a completely natural and healthy consequence of the way their brain develops during adolescence. The brain influences a teenager's mind 
It influences their relationships with their friends, their family and other social connections. And never before and never again will you undergo such drastic changes to your brain than during this period between 12 and 24 years old. The brain changes more during this time than any stage of your life. The brain changes during adolescence seem to set up four typical teenage qualities that we see time and time again in different teenagers, in different families and in different circumstances. The first is that teenagers have this increased drive for novelty seeking, the urge to try something new and seek reward. Sensation sensation seeking or risk taking is another way of saying it. When they do this, they tend to do it they tend to upplay the thriller sensation seeking and downplay the risks. And this can lead to sometimes to dangerous behaviours and even to injury. The upside of novelty seeking is that teenagers are much more open to change. They're much more willing than adults to explore novelty and they have a huge fascination with life. They're incredibly good at designing new ways of living and new ways of thinking. And the second teenage quality is that is social engagement. They want enhanced connectedness to create new friendships. They seek them out. The downside of increased social engagement is that sometimes teenagers during this period can become isolated from parents and other adult caregivers. They become isolated from parents and become surrounded more by other teens and peers. And this can lead to increased risky behaviour, the rejection of adult knowledge, guidance and reasoning. The upside is that increased social connectedness and friendships during the teenage years is research proven to be one of the best predictors of happiness and well-being later in life. And the third quality that arises during adolescence is increased emotional intensity. All parents have experienced teenagers' enhanced vitality for life, which can unfortunately lead to a downside in which intense emotions can sometimes spill over into impulsivity or even moodiness. Or incredibly extreme reactions to criticism and opinions as well. And the upside is that teenagers live their life with with emotional intensity and therefore have much more energy and have a huge zest for life. The final quality that arises out of the natural consequences of brain development during the teenage years is creative exploration, an appetite for abstract reasoning and new ideas and innovation. A negative of this teenage quality is that teenagers can often be searching for the meaning of life, which can sometimes lead to an identity crisis. This also makes them a little bit vulnerable to peer pressure and can lead them to have a lack of direction. So the upside to creative exploration and innovation is that if teenagers can hold on to this novel way of perceiving the world and explore the full spectrum of experiences, they can avoid some of the ruts that adults tend to fall into and will facilitate them living a full and rich life. So the brain changes that govern teenage behaviour are both a risk and an opportunity. It can really help parents to guide teenagers through a very complex period in their life if they can understand and appreciate how these brain changes which we have discussed can lead to different types of behaviour which can sometimes seem extreme and unreasonable. So what actually happens to a teenage brain to bring about the behaviours we've just described? So we know that adolescent boys can shave and teenage girls can get pregnant. So very seemingly adult-like behaviours. But neurologically, neither one of them has a brain ready to deal with the adult world. And paradoxically, they have an abundance of grey matter in their brain. That's the neurons that form the building blocks of the brain. But they have a huge undersupply of white matter, 
which is a connective wiring that helps information flow efficiently from one part of the brain to another. This lack of connectivity in their brain means that parts of the brain for sensing, thinking, memory, emotions, and also the parts that help with social relationships are actually in place in the teenage years, but they're not fully integrated with each other. And the disconnected brain of a teenager explains a lot of their disconnected behaviours. I just want to give you a few examples of these behaviours to illustrate how they can reveal a disconnected brain. So one would be the thrill of sex, alcohol and drugs that they might engage in, but without considering the risk of those particular behaviours. Or they might isolate themselves from their parents in their room, but stay up late at night either watching television or be out with their friends. The moodiness and the emotional time bomb that they can be, but they don't consider the feelings of others. Or they're aggressive towards some members of the family, but they're also really vulnerable to peer pressure. So you can see these contrasts or disconnections in their behaviours, and that's because their brain is not integrated yet. During the teenage years, the brain wires itself slowly from the back and gradually works itself forward to the front of the brain in the area just behind your eyes. Structures at the back of the brain that help us sense and interact in the environment around us are wired up first. So things like vision, hearing, balance and touch and our sense of space in the world. And these mediating brain structures, including brain areas called the cerebellum, which controls your ability to balance and coordinate yourself. The thalamus, which is a big relay station for transferring sensory information around the brain. The hypothalamus, which is a survival structure and regulates hunger, thirst, sex and even aggression but virtually the last place to connect up in the teenage brain as it starts to reach maturity is the front of the brain in an area called the frontal lobe and the teenage brain is only about 80% of its way to maturity and that missing 20% is in the wiring of the brain which is still wafer thin and not fully functional in teenagers and particularly the connections to the frontal lobe. So this explains many of their puzzling behaviours that you see during the teenage years, like mood swings, irritability and impulsiveness, sometimes their inability to remember and plan ahead, their temptations to use drugs and alcohol and engage in other risky behaviours. And that's because these behaviours are controlled or regulated by the frontal lobe. We can think of the frontal lobe as the boss of the brain, the CEO, the chief executive, it regulates or controls most aspects of your behavior and brain function. It provides our intelligence, our conscious rational thought, regulates our emotions, helps us to remember and plan ahead. Like a teenager saying they would phone home later or be home by 10 o'clock and then they forget. These behaviors can be lacking in teenagers because their frontal lobes are not yet working at adult levels. So I hope you can take away from this episode that there are lots of myths out there about adolescent behaviour, things like raging hormones driving them into crazed states that science has proven to be wrong. And actually, teenage habits and behaviours are a completely normal consequence of the way their brain is developing and the huge changes that are happening to their brain at this stage of their life. And a big part of the reason for their behaviour is their brain is not yet fully connected up and their frontal lobes are not yet connected up with the rest of their brain, which can lead to these disconnected and incoherent behaviours. So I hope that has helped you to understand the teenage brain, and that it is neither an adult brain nor a child brain. But before we finish, if you're interested in increasing your awareness and furthering your understanding of your teenager's habits and behaviours, 
and their disconnected brain, we have designed the free mini course to help you. It's called The Teenage Brain, it's completely free, so please do go and sign up for the course at ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash teenage brain sales page. That's ologyonlinecourses.com forward slash teenage brain sales page. And if you're watching on YouTube, I will pin the link in the comments below. So thanks so much for spending time with me today. Great to have you here and I will see you next time.